Now, when you're writing letters, who are you writing your letter to? Like, it's someone you know, right? You're not going to write a letter to some, like, random person, right? Right? Okay. Hey, let's listen up. Okay, so this is a letter from John to the church, and we're all going to read it together. So can you guys help me out with reading this? Okay. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is our propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Okay, sweet. Now, we're going to break this down. Can you guys say break this down? Okay, so like I said before, this is a letter from John to the church. Do you see how he addresses it? He says, when you guys write a letter, do you write dear and then their name? Yeah, so for John to write a letter to the church, I think it would take him a pretty long time to fill out everyone's names in that, right? So instead, he says, my little children. Now, by saying my little children, he's not saying it to like make them feel small or little, but it's actually used as like a term of affection. John is saying that like he cares about the people so much that he's willing to write this letter for them and to inform them of this. Now, we're going to break it down. Say break it down. We're going to look at verses 1 through 2 first. So verses 1 through 2 reflect the good news we can experience as believers. Now, propitiation. That's a big word, right? Okay. It was a big word for me. I had to get a little help to say it. But propitiation is also another word for advocate. Does anyone know what advocate means? Raise your hand. Okay. Do you think you can tell me? No? Anyone? Ethan. Yes, perfect. So someone who kind of like acts, you act through them. Perfect. Okay, that is exactly what it is. So as it says in the text, Jesus Christ is our advocate or our propitiation for our sins. And not only our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Is that kind of crazy? Do you guys know how big the world is? I mean, look at all these countries. So many countries. Big, big world. Okay, let's lock back in. So, John says in the text, does he ever say that we are never going to sin? No. Do we sin? Raise your hand. Yes. We as people are going to sin. John makes a point to never say that we shouldn't sin, but he instead acknowledges the fact that there are times that all believers are going to sin. Christ gave himself for ourselves and the whole world so that we can experience salvation. He is our advocate through and through. Okay, let's break it down. Say break it down. down. We've done verses 1 and 2. Now let's do verse 3. Verse 3 talks about how how we know that we know God. Have you guys ever asked yourselves, hmm, how do I know that I know God? Maybe? Yeah, for sure, I have. So in this verse, it says that you can know him if you keep his commandments. Any of you, raise your hand if you know some of the commandments. 
Shout them out. Go. Don't steal. Don't murder. Obey your elders. Perfect. Okay. Hey, lock in. Perfect. Those are all commandments. Now, on a surface level, looking at that, it's kind of saying that we're saved by what we do and not by, like, what we are or who we are. So that is not true at all. We are not saved by what we've done. We are not saved by works. We are saved by grace and through faith and by grace and faith alone. Okay, can you say grace? Grace. Can you say faith? Grace. Perfect. Okay, so grace means that God loves, forgives, and saves us, not because of who we are or what we do, but because of the worth of Christ. Jesus did not need us to do anything to go ahead and save and die on the cross to save our sins. Isn't that kind of crazy? Do any of you have that one friend that you know that will do anything for you? Okay, well, if you do, Jesus Christ is always going to be that number one friend for you. Okay, let's break it down. Say, break it down. Okay, we've done verses 1, 2, and 3. Now we're going to hop to verse 4. Verse 4 talks about claiming to know the word but not living through it. Have any of you ever told your parents you did the dishes but you didn't actually do them? Yeah, okay. (laughs) This is like that but on a much deeper level. So if we read verse 4 again, it says, Whoever says, I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Okay, wow, liar. That's a strong word, right? Your feelings would be hurt if you got called a liar? Okay, if you say no, ouch. Okay, another word for liar is faker. John is calling you out on calling you a faker if you do not, um, if you say you know him, but you do not keep his commandments. And it says the truth is not in you. So he's calling you a liar twice. Double trouble. Okay, I have a question for you guys. What can you do in your life that makes you know that you know God? Yeah? Praise him? And worship him? Okay. Read the Bible. Keep his commandments. Pray. Get to know him. Yeah. Okay. Look at the people next to you. Are they your friends? Do you know them? You guys are good? You're tight? Okay. Let's lock in. Lock in. Okay? So, to make a friend you got to have a conversation with them, right? You can't just like, okay, how about this? Hey, shh. You guys remember this? Like, quiet coyote. Okay, if I do quiet coyote. Okay, so if you were to look at me and you were going to have to guess my favorite color, you wouldn't, okay, you might guess it. I'm hearing a lot of orange. Not right. So sorry. Shrek Lanka. Black, blue, pink. Okay. Good job. So, a lot of you did not guess my favorite color. And do you know why? It's because we haven't had a conversation about it. So, to get to know God and for him to get to know you better, even though he already knows you pretty, pretty perfectly, you got to take the time to um, grow a relationship and have a conversation with them. So just like your friends and the people around you, you're not going to be able to know them without taking the time to have a conversation with them. 
And like you guys said, that can look like praying, reading your Bible, or just worshiping Him in your own way. Okay, let's break it down. Say, break it down. Okay, we've done verses 1 through 4. Now let's hop to verse 5. Let's read it together. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Okay, perfect. Did you guys see how they said the word perfected? Now, in the Bible, do they ever talk about people being perfect? No. No, they don't. But in the Bible, when they use the word perfect, they're only ever talking about God. So for them to be saying that, like, if you keep his commandments and if you keep it true to your heart, that the love of God will be perfected, it's like making a big statement and a big deal. And they're using the word truly. Another word for truly is honestly or openly or faithfully. What are words that are like truly? Okay, you got there. Okay, and then it finishes it out by saying, by this we may know that we are in him. So, by knowing that we are in him, we can keep his word and keep his commandments close to our heart and can build a relationship with him. Okay, let's break it down. Say, break it down. Okay, last verse. Holy cow, that went by fast, right? Okay, verse 6. Let's read it together. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Okay. Before I even start, what do you guys think that means? Any ideas? Yeah? Yeah, so if we say it, we kind of have to follow through with our actions, okay? Anyone else? Those, that kind of summed it up. Yeah. Yeah, you got to walk with God. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, try to act as much like him as you can. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it's kind of hard to wrap your, around, like, wrap your head around that God was literally perfect. Like he did, when Jesus was on earth, he did nothing wrong. And that's kind of crazy because... I know about you guys, but, like, we do stuff wrong all the time. Um, so what it, a good thing is to do is, um, just like she said, if we try to walk as if God walked. So do you guys know what a copycat is? Okay, or like the game Simon Says. So the only person in your life that it's good to copy them or to be a copycat of them is God, Okay. If you're going to copy other people and if you're going to live by them in the ways they do, you're not going to get very far in life because you're going to stray from the path that God has set you on. But if you're a copycat of God and his ways, then it's going to put you on a pretty good path and you're going to be able to build relationships with not only God but the people around you. And those relationships are going to be good ones too. Like how many of you 8th graders, where are you at? Okay. How many of you have been coming to youth since sixth grade? Yeah. Now, have you gotten to know your leaders pretty well? Yeah. What about the people in your small groups? Yeah. So those are really good relationships to try and build because not only are those people, like, just around you in life a lot, but they're also being a copycat to the same person you're trying to be a copycat to. And that can really set you guys up for success. Um... Okay, so like it said, in order to walk the same way in which he walked, can you guys give me one word examples of like who God was when he walked on earth? Like kind, yeah? Perfect, holy, believable, Jesus, almighty, loving, 
pure? Literally everything good? Yes, so true. So, hey. Okay, good job, guys. Yeah, so all of those things are really good. Now, one thing that I was doing as I was reading this is I took away one important thing that I want you to think about. Jesus died on the cross so that we are free from sin, but we are not free to sin. I'll say that again. We are free from sin, but we are not free to sin. God literally, Jesus literally died on the cross to save us from our sins, but it shouldn't be used as just a way that we can live an earthly life with earthly temptations. We're going to have to take the step to follow God and to build a relationship with Him, and it's not going to be easy, but it's not going to be hard either. Um, your relationship with God is always going to be open, but in the end, He will always be there for you. You just have to put the work and the effort in to build that. So, um, yeah, free from sin, but not free to sin. Perfect. Say it with me. Free from sin, but not free to sin. Perfect. Okay, anyone got any questions? No? All right, let's bow our heads. Let's pray us out. Okay. Heavenly Father, um, I thank you for bringing us all together in this room, Lord. Uh, you're such a blessing, and I just thank you for everything you've done in all of our lives. I pray that they take this word and that um, they take what I've tried to teach them and that they just apply it to their lives and that they know that you're always there for them no matter what lord um and we just thank you for everything pray this in your loving name amen